This show brought to you by Circle of Seven Productions, www.cosproductions.com. Please be sure to subscribe and welcome to our circle. Hello, everybody. This is Readers Entertainment Radio, and I am Patricia W. Fisher, and I am so happy to be talking to you guys today um, about a new fabulous author to me, as well as her wonderful books. I wanted to give a big shout-out to all of you that celebrate National Chicken Dance Day. That is today. So, you know, throw down some music and poke around your dining room table if you have nothing else to do today. But... Before you get too involved in a good chicken dance, you really should pick up an amazing book or several amazing books by the author we'll be talking about and to today. Twyla Turner was born in Juliet, Illinois, and was almost immediately enamored with all things entertainment, and she yearned for something more. She wrote her first story in the third grade and fell in love with creating a whole new world. Um, It wasn't long before she started self-publishing and her first novel, novel, Starstruck. Um, she's, interest, uh, her, she's interested in science and animals and wanting to be the next Oprah, which I could totally see. Um, and she has traveled extensively. She also absolutely loves hearing from her fans, and she writes amazing books. Um, she's a champion for the underdog, and she writes um, interracial erotic romance with very curvy heroines and I absolutely love that. To date, she has 17 published works, 15 full-length novels, two novellas, and her brand is Novels with Curves, Celebrating Our Beautiful Imperfections. Welcome to the show, Ms. Twyla Turner. How are you today, my dear? Are you there? Twyla, are you there? Well, it says she's in the queue. Just we'll give her a second. But while we are waiting uh, for her, I wanted to, to give a big shout-out to everybody who's working really hard in the health industry uh, to take care of everyone um, right now, other than the normal um, busy traffic that you people get this time of year. Um, after I worked in the ER, I know that May can be a, a month of, Uh, slowdown when it comes to cold and flu season, but then allergies hit and asthma, and then, of course, injuries because people are outside more. Um, And so, and then now we have COVID-19. So, you know, please, everyone, stay safe and stay well. And, um, you know, we are thinking about you, and we very much appreciate what you're doing, as well as all the people who are coming into work and um, working in everything from doctor's offices to uh, restaurants to, um, you know, the the garbage truck guys came today, Um, all that. So we very much appreciate all of you and thank you for everything you're doing. Um, So let's see if we can get Twyla on here. Are you there, dear? Twyla, are you there? Hi, there you are. Hi. Oh, my goodness. I'm like, I'm here, I'm here. I know. So it's like sorry. you're in I the queue. Uh, it, you know, <laughs> I, I, so it it all I worked moved, out. I moved um, rooms. Yeah, I moved rooms. <laughs> no worries. No worries. So you're doing okay today? Yes. Yes, I am. Um, beautiful sunny day in Phoenix, Arizona. So yeah. I yeah. We've we have the same here. We had a big storm come through last night in San Antonio. Um, and so I know you guys get some pretty. Uh, crazy storms out there as well. So, yes. Um, yes. yeah, it's it can be just beautiful like this, and then of course, you know, five hours later, you're looking at, um, 
you know, black clouds. You're like, hmm, I'm not yeah. so into that. So, yeah. yeah. And we get, <laughs> but it, and we get it, the gives, uh, dust storms, so it's crazy. Yes. So I was, you know, I'm all about the nature stuff. Like, you you know, you love animals and everything. And I'm sure yeah. you've probably seen some of the documentaries about um, all these animals that, like, burial uh, – well, one, one of them was the, um, like, the desert, you know, it says – and. You know, the, the naturalist is always very philosophical when they're talking on the, yeah. as the narrator. And, and, and it's like, and it looks like there's no uh, life here. And then, you know, then they, yeah. they have all the flooding, you know, and the rain. And then these frogs come out of nowhere. Yeah. And you're like, whoa, are you kidding me? So, I mean, it's, it's, always, uh, it's always very interesting to see yeah. all these different things. Yeah. Yeah. We, we actually have wild horses here. And I'm from Illinois. And so I'm like, wild horses? Like, the, this mm-hmm. is beyond my even understanding. <laughs> and I've seen yeah. them. They're gorgeous. <laughs> well, um, so when you moved from, I mean, you moved all over. You didn't have a straight move from Illinois to Arizona, correct? It was, you moved all <laughs> over and then, right. So yeah, what was I, your I, biggest? Uh, yeah. Go ahead, dear. Oh, I was going to just say Go that I, I yeah. went from from Illinois and I lived in Japan for a year teaching English. And then when I got back to Illinois, one of the friends that I made while being in Japan was from California. And I ended up moving to California for like four years and then to Arizona. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What part of California were you in? Um, Long Beach. I was in Long okay. Beach. And, um, yeah, it's uh, – it's quite gorgeous. Well, being from Illinois, all I knew of Long Beach was like, you know, Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre. <laughs> and so um, when I got there, it, I was, uh, you know, it's, um, it's, it's stunning. And I got, I was so lucky. I got to um, get a really cheap apartment in a building that used mm-hmm. to be like an old 1920s hotel. And, um, oh, and it was wow. like right in the heart, it was right in the heart of downtown and, a few walks from the aquarium and the ocean and some in boat docks. Oh my God. It was, it was such an amazing place to live, but it just became I'm like, uh, just my job at the time. And I was struggling. And so when my parents retired to Arizona, I said, can I come with you? Yeah. <laughs> so that's how I'm here. Yeah. But please tell me you wrote about all those experiences in Long Beach because it. It is. I mean, I've been to that area, but you know what surprises me the most about that area is it gets cold. Like that water, that Pacific Ocean is cold. (laughs) Yes, yes. And I did. Actually, my first book was set in Long Beach. So, Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, yeah, I did. Basically, my first book, I was trying to um, teach myself to write a novel. And so, really, like the character was based off me um and yeah. my fantasy and and so that's kind of how I went with it and and like she lived in the same building I lived in kind of thing and so uh so yeah Long Beach was really great for inspiration for sure yeah how long did it take you to write that first book like from the time you said that catalyst that said you know what I'm going to write a book to the time you wrote mm-hmm. the end and it was ready to be printed how long did that take okay well it is I'm going to try and make it as short as possible, <laughs> but we got time. You're fine. Weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was kind of weird. Like in February of 2013, I had started writing it and I only got like a chapter and a half in 
and then I stopped. Okay. And, and I am the worst. I am a procrastinator, and I'm also a, a never-finish-what-I-start kind of person. And so, okay. um, so I put it to the side and forgot about it. And um, when I moved, to, and that was when I was still in Long Beach. And then when uh, I moved to Arizona, my mom and I um, went up to Sedona for a, like, mm-hmm. a psychic fair or whatever. We just like doing that kind of stuff. So we went to the psychic fair in Sedona. And Sedona has what they call vortexes. Like, there, there's these vortex, and there's about four of them, I think, up there where it mm-hmm. has, like, this energy is supposed to have an energy and it's healing energy or something like that and so we went up right gorgeous it's got the red rocks or whatever and then once we got back like it, it it took about a week a week later um it was almost as if like someone flipped a switch on in my brain and right I sat down I it was like around I don't know what time it was it was like 10 or 11 at night I picked up my laptop and I just started continuing the story and it was 15 mm-hmm. days later that I was finished with the first night nice. and I and I was like I can't believe I just did this <laughs> and then right. what's interesting is that that light switch has never been flipped off now mind you sometimes um I her and I my mom and I went that first time um, we went a second time, like literally a week later, and then I didn't go back again for another year or two. And then it was okay. another three years before I went back to Sedona. And, um, and I had to get back because I just was drained and my character uh-huh. stopped talking to me and I had just like no creativity left and I just could not write. And it scared me like oh no I, I I can't write it's not coming and I don't know what to do and I go I haven't been to Sedona in three years maybe that's why and I went okay my mom and I went and we we took a jeep tour and then when we came back a week later I started writing again <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. this was last year this was last year so I absolutely recommend to creative people or people who need any kind of healing to visit Sedona, Arizona. It is. There you go. I don't know. It's miraculous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and I always, I always love it when I hear authors say, well, my character stopped talking to me because writers, anybody who has that muse just kind of mm-hmm. nods. Of course, people who don't really yeah. get it are saying, should we call somebody for you? It's like, no, no, it's, <laughs> it's honestly, it's normal. Um, and, and it's just, it's fun to hear that. But you know, there's been a lot of discussion in the past couple of years about um, you know, own voices and characters having, mm-hmm. um, you know, people writing about, you know, themselves and their, their worlds mm-hmm. and their lives. And it's not always the traditional cookie cutter type situation. Yeah. When you're right, yeah. when you were initially writing those characters, was there ever doubt in your mind? Because I know the publishing industry, is, it's still catching up. Um, but, yeah. and, and writers have to push the boundaries. Um, because mm-hmm. readers are asking for these uh, these stories. So yes. was there ever a time in your life that your character said, well, maybe I should be this or that instead, or were they? Or did you always feel very passionate about making sure they were exactly what you had Im- uh, imagined? Um, there was like, there was a, a moment that, um, because, you know, my, my, my primary uh, story or my primary genre is um, like interracial. 
And so um, there was, there was a moment where um, I was like, should I write quote unquote mainstream, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, and, and, and I thought to myself, no, no, I, I have to write what inspires me. I have to write the stories, um, the untold stories of, I guess, curvy black women, <laughs> like, um, yeah. because that's what I am. And, you know, that's what I am. And yeah. that's what I craved growing up because growing up, you know, oh my goodness, the library visits and leaving with stacks of romance novels uh-huh. um, and, I you know, it. and reading mm-hmm. jo- Johanna Lindsay and um, Judith McNaught and Laverell Spencer and like reading and, and Nora Roberts reading all of those and I didn't see myself in them but I still loved them mm-hmm. but I didn't see myself in them and so you know when I started writing like it was just one of those things I'm just like I just want to write the story that I've wanted to read my whole life and so with every yeah. book that I go into I write the story that I've always wanted to read so and so I, I have to, I have to stay true to what I want, like no matter what. <laughs> yeah, I mean, did you have mm-hmm. a time where someone said, "Why don't you write about this?" So, yeah, like a more mainstream thing. I, did you oh, yeah. have that pushback at all? Oh, you did. Okay. okay. Um, well, I mean, I and just what, uh, well, what was interesting, it was just, it was just like a. Um, a friend and her husband were just like, "Well, why not write mainstream or whatnot?" And I go, "Well." Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just like, every, I, I almost feel like everybody should write what they know <laughs> and give a chance for someone else to write theirs. Like, right. like, I don't know, like, I feel that there's certain, like, there's certain characters that I don't want to touch because I want people who are, um, who are, well, I mean, I could research them for sure, but people who mm-hmm. are that thing or experience that thing to write that, you know, like, I don't, uh-huh. I don't want to write LG, I don't want to write LGBTQ because I don't want to get it wrong. And I'm just like, you know what, I will let LGBTQ yeah. authors have that space, you know, and so that's kind of why I'm like, right. you know what? no, I, I'm, I totally want to write, you know, my interracial characters. It's just, that's just where my head is at. And so, um, but it's interesting how little pushback I've had. And I know some other um, authors who write interracial might have had more, but for some reason I haven't had a whole lot of it. Um, I did have someone ask me just recently in my direct messages, they're just like, um, is that all you write? And I said, absolutely. And they're like, oh, okay. okay. And <laughs> I'm like, I'm not going to argue. Fine. I'm not going to fight. This is what I write. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Right. Um, it's not too bad. And you and you wanna yeah, and you wanna write what speaks to you. I mean it's it's like anything. If you don't have passion about the characters and their journey, um and you're mm-hmm. just kind of writing like fill in the blank here, um, readers know. Yeah. Oh so, yeah. For sure. For yeah. And and I'm so glad you said the, the comment about writing LGBTQ because you know, I've had plenty of people in my life over the years um, who are part of the LGBTQ community and, and still are. And, um, and, and I, it's that feeling of I want to write a story about, mm-hmm. you know, love is love. But then it's like, well, what am I going to miss? Because I'm not in that world, yeah. you know, the everyday yeah. little things. Um, yeah. And so you want to do right by whatever you, you script. Yeah. Um, so it, but it's, it, but you, you don't want, yeah, I mean, 
Yeah. The the authenticity, um, like there are, there are little itty bitty things to day to day life that we may not know or understand that they experience. Mm -hmm. And so like, you know, I just, I, I just feel like they might tell their story better than I could tell their story. The, Mind you, like, I um, absolutely will read, but I'm I just like, oh, I'll let you, I'll let you handle it. <laughs> I'm like, sure, I don't want to mess it sure. up. I, I don't want to mess up your story. So. Right. Well, I mean, it's kind of like, too, I think that um, years ago I went to a talk and there was a, a very lovely speaker who talked about writing about places you've never been. And mm-hmm. she said, you can look up, you know, the town and geography and all that other stuff and even talk to people from there. But there's really nothing like being like immersed. Um, true. So there's it's certain, true. you know, if you're walking, like you've been to Sedona, I could look up a bunch of stuff about Sedona, um, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to know what it, the air smells like. And I'm not going to know yeah. um, what it feels like when the sun comes up over the mountains. You know, there's a different feeling yeah. Uh, yeah. versus someone who's trying to write about, San Antonio who's never been here, but I live here. You know, it's, yeah. it's one of those, yeah. and it doesn't mean you can't do it, but like you're saying, mm-hmm. you want the passion and yeah. the true, yeah. the trueness of it in there. Yeah. Um, and, and, so and, I, and I try to, yeah. go, go ahead. Oh, I, it just, just basically Sorry. it's, it's, it can be done, you know, like we're saying it can be mm-hmm. done, but you're right. Yeah. I mean, let's, um, I've been doing a lot of uh, listening the past few years as opposed to mm-hmm. um, just trying to, I guess, thinking I could fix stuff. Um, and uh, I think yeah. I've learned a ton. Yeah. Um, because, you know, it's, it's that feeling of, okay, let's all, you know, uh, listen to each other. Want and there's something to. about, no, yeah. yeah. You want to you know, like make everybody happy. And it's that sometimes yeah. people need to vent. They need to get it out. Um, yeah. It's, so, it's a knee-jerk yeah. reaction to want to fix, to want to fix. Like I want to yeah. fix this. It's like, no, just listen. So yeah. Yeah. I'm doing a lot of listening lately, and I'm so glad. I'm so, so glad. Um, so tell me about, you have this wonderfully, and let me say, sexy cover on um, your newest book called Rock the Curves. Yeah. So tell me about your story and how you came up with it. Well, um, it was interesting. About the um, beginning of the year, uh, someone on Facebook, I swear a lot of my ideas come just so randomly. And someone mm-hmm. on Facebook said something about um, maybe they maybe they mentioned rock star romance or they mentioned they they asked a question to authors like what uh, trope have you not written that you're interested in writing and it okay. feels one of those things like man I haven't written a rock star romance and I love rock star romances so I go. <laughs> I'd like I'd like to do that, and so I just I kind of I open up my laptop and I have kind of a, a um, notebook feature on my laptop, and so I okay. I like to when an idea comes to me to write it down or type it down, and um and I was just like okay, so interracial romance, how exactly would this dynamic work? Like what could the storyline possibly be? And I go well. You know, he's this beautiful guy who has this amazing career, like, and she's an aspiring solo artist and, you know, and she's black and curvy and, and that's not always what is wanted, you know, in the music industry. And so I go, well, 
that's perfect. You know, I'm just like, oh, that would be so perfect and create perfect conflict because she would, um, you know, resent him for that. But then obviously he has a little bit more to him than she realizes. And so I kind of typed the little loose based, you know, description of the book and then left it alone. And uh, mm-hmm. then an author friend posted, because it was from a pre-made, um, it was a pre-made cover. And um, the, okay. the, the website is Covers in Color. And so she posted it. She said, I don't have time to write this story, but someone has to take this gorgeous cover. And I saw okay. it. And immediately was like, oh, my God, that's my rock star, and that's my aspiring solo artist. Absolutely. And so I said, I have to buy it. I don't care if I don't have enough money. I will eat ramen for a month. <laughs> yep. I sandwiches. Have to All have about it. sandwiches. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and so I, I, per- I purchased it, and then um, I'm proud of myself. I, I was the one that came up with the idea of using the guitar for the ze- – for the, um, for the O in rock. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, and she, and she of course was like, Oh, that was such a great idea. <laughs> and so, and that just it's came beautiful. together and literally, yeah. And, and literally the cover is what inspired me to get to the story and start writing it. And I've never done that before. I've always like done the cover either. I'm all I've I'm done or I'm almost done with a book when I, either create a cover myself or hire someone to do it for me. So this was the first time that I had the cover first and it was just so gorgeous that I, I have to, I'm like, I have to write the story right now. So right. um, that's basically how it came about. So did you, um, did you base your rock star guy and your, um, your lovely, lovely heroine on any particular uh, people out, you know, that we would know famous people, or was it just kind of, um, it's like if you put this person in, who played it in a movie, you know, who would, who would you have to play? I kind of did a like mashup of like (laughs) people in my mind, you know, um, and, uh, like for him, I I don't know, there, there's this, uh, beautiful man. And right now I can't remember his name. Um, this beautiful man, he's actually, um, Spanish from Spain. Um, and mm-hmm. oh my God, he's just dropped it gorgeous. And I go, and that, that has to be him. That has to be him. But at the same time, like, I don't know that some, a, a friend of mine said this and I go, you know what? You're kind of right. Um, but she mentioned, uh, Milo Ventimia from the show, uh-huh. this is us. The day I'm like, yeah. Oh, yeah, he does look like <laughs> Like she said, the guy on the cover kind of favored him. And I'm like, he does. And like, yes. Um, And then her, she's kind of um, a combination of at least physically, you know, and Mm -hmm. attitude wise, a a combination of like um, Jill Scott and, and Lizzo, Mm -hmm. um, you know, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. Um, And, uh, uh, but like his, the thing about his past um, and like who he was before when he was a child that I talk about in the very beginning of the book, but I don't know if I want to give that away, <laughs> but um, right. that his impediment that he had, uh, I actually mm-hmm. got that from uh, Joe Biden. 
randomly because <laughs> Joe right. Biden had recently mentioned it, recently mentioned it and, and talked to a kid about it, about how he had that same issue when he was younger. And I go, why not make my rock star have that, you know, as at a young age that kind of like shaped the person that he is. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, it's, I swear my, my characters are often like mashups of different people combined. Oh, for sure. You know, you'll yeah. have like, they look like this person, but they sing like this person and they act like, you know, yeah, yes. there's always the, yes. the mashup. Exactly. Yeah. Milo was on a show called Heroes. Oh God, what yeah. was that? 10 years ago? Yeah. He played a nurse on that, yeah. which I thought yeah. was great. Um, and then, um, and then there's Mel Tillis. I don't know if you're familiar with him, but he was a country singer for years, and he had a horrible stutter. Um, but oh, when he sang, he did not stutter. He did not. Oh. So, and see, and yeah. that, that was just totally random that I thought of that. I'm just like, what if he had mm-hmm. a stutter, and then when he sang, he didn't. I, I had no idea that there was someone out there that that really was, you know, that that was how they sing. Oh, my God, that's so awesome. <laughs> Yeah, I love that. Yeah, well, I, I'm laughing because if you're having like aspects of Joe Biden in this, and then what? What um, a romance author said that she had based one of her heroes on uh, Dr. Fauci recently. She was like, like, like <laughs> yeah. it's an old. So yeah, like, yeah. Yes, all the Democratic players are all in romance novels. <laughs> like, you know, Stacey Abrams going to lead the way. We're going to make a whole series yes. of Democratic romances. It's going to be. <laughs> If I knew if I knew more about politics, I totally would, but I feel like I don't know enough to yeah. get by on you know, on writing it and, and then trying to research it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't right. know. You I can only like watch some of your house rock confusion. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm a bill on no. Capitol Hill. <laughs> That's right. And I also actually, I did like a couple of years ago, I was like, you know what? I'm insane because I'm just trying to figure out all of the, the, the levels and who has what and where everything is. I mean, I know there's three mm-hmm. branches of power and I know where people sit, but yeah. like the specifics. And I actually bought yeah. a um, U.S. government for dummies. I, I, oh, I did. Yeah. I bought it. Mind you, I've not read idea. it. I have not read it, but I have it. So I took that it's first step. It's just so boring. It's so boring. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. But we should know the basics. I mean, you know, it, it's yes, important. Yes, the basics. Um, yes. Yes, let's do that. <laughs> um, so do you have another book um, that's going to swing off of this one, a, a sequel, to any of the characters in um, Rock the Curve? I, I actually, it hadn't occurred to me at all. Like I was kind of like, this is a standalone. Like I, I'm mm-hmm. kind of, especially because I shy away from series because I have okay. such a hard time um, concentrating on one thing before my mind is slitting off to something else. <laughs> so, right. um, so I have two series that are um, in the works now. Like I have two books from, a four-part series, and then one book from a three-part series, they're all, you know, like, standalone, like, each couple mm-hmm. has their own story, but it, they're all connected kind of thing, and I have that right. going on, and so I'm like, I can't even think about putting another series on my plate, because I already have readers ready to commit mutiny, because I haven't finished the others, <laughs> so 
So I'm kind of doing this whole, I'm attempting, I don't know if my brain will allow it, but I'm attempting right. to do like a book from one of the series, then a random standalone, then another book okay. from the other series, and then a random standalone. Like I'm trying to do like every other. And uh, okay. just so that I can give my brain a break from one series, you know, <laughs> instead of right. finishing it all right. at once, which I should, but. <laughs> Do you have a routine for your um, writing? It's kind of, kind of. Um, for the most part, I'm a, I'm actually a, um, a morning writer um, and not a okay. nighttime. I wish I was a nighttime. I wish I was that you know, burn in the midnight oil kind of writer, but by, by that time I can't function. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. so I'm a wake up at 6am um, and get my coffee and sit down and start writing. Um, and then I'm a, what do I want to call it? I'm a plotting pantser. <laughs> yes. Like yes. I, I, um, I write like, character description, what's their motivation, and a loosely based, and then Mm -hmm. I start writing. And I start Mm -hmm. writing, Mm -hmm. and I I have an idea of kind of where I want it to go, but I just kind of write. And then once I get to the middle, which is always the hardest for me to connect the excitement of them meeting and getting to know each other and making love for the first time to then getting to the end. Like, cause that middle is just like, you know, it can, it's so easy to become boring. So um, yeah. that's when I, I kind of get stuck and I don't know what to do. And then that's when I sit down and will literally do a detailed outline till the end. And um, right. And then go back to it. So yeah, I'm a I'm a plotting pantser. <laughs> okay, get you started, yeah. and and then you know taking off and adding to. So did you do you yeah. have characters that your your readers have approached you about and said what about this person? And it's someone that you say I had no plans for that person, but they said but you have to write about that person. <laughs> You mean like um, um, to write more, like in a mm-hmm. series? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I have I I have had readers like adamantly. There. Oh, there's a novella that I wrote called The Rescue, and it was just for you know a little Valentine's Day. You know, the character's name was Val, which was short for Valentine um, because their parents sure. were evil like that, and so <laughs> so um, and everybody. I have readers constantly that will, hey, you gonna write a little bit more about Val and Bo? Are you gonna do a whole book for Val and Bo? I'm like, I can't. I can't. <laughs> and then I, I also my very first book, Starstruck. People, um, I think they stopped asking now, but they asked often, like, are you gonna write a third book? Guys, uh, unless it comes to me, I can't do it. <laughs> so I haven't, I haven't given in yet, but I've, I've had them a lot. <laughs> right, but I mean that's that's a huge big deal because it's it's funny, you know, we write our characters and they talk to us and all this stuff, and we're super invested. Um, mm-hmm. But then when people come to us that have read our stories and they're like super invested, and they're yes. asking questions. It's a, it's a little bit unnerving in a way, because first yes. you're like, oh, thank you for reading my book, and thank you for liking my characters, mm-hmm. but you do know these are fictitious, fictitious people, right? <laughs> you know, but, but they're really invested. So it's really a big compliment. Invested. 
I mean, it, it's yeah. huge, but it's one of those, it's a catch-22 kind of thing. Because it's like, without that, like, I don't even know, like, sometimes you imagine if you didn't get this kind of love that, that you wouldn't be able to keep going sometimes, you know, because it's hard. But yeah. at the same time, you're just like, you're so grateful for the love. But at the same time, you're like, please leave me alone. <laughs> like, yeah, please stop like, talking I'm about like, it. I'm like, I feel, and I feel so bad, cause, but I'm just like, I can't. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I, I get harassed a lot, especially for those two series that I need to get done. Um, at, at the very least, once a week, I mm-hmm. get, are you going to finish the Curvy Girls Club? Are you going to finish Bound Through Time? Like, I, uh, at mm-hmm. least once a week and so I, I will i swear i will <laughs> i promise as soon as i get off this radio interview i will write something i swear <laughs> <laughs> oh man and, and yes, I, swear, I wear i'm just like if i if i don't i feel like they might show up at my house at some point mm-hmm. <laughs> you show up i'm like i, I, I have know. to get this done but yeah <laughs> Well, and it's even harder when you have friends that, you know, they're not writers, but they love your books and they know you and they can mm-hmm. actually call you on the phone and say, hey, what are you doing right now? I'm like, oh, I'm doing like, yeah, you're not writing. I'm like, oh, well, thanks. That was a setup, you know. <laughs> oh, I'm not answering the phone next that. time you call. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my, my favorite is being on Facebook. If I'm on Facebook and I'm just, you know, randomly enjoying myself, cracking jokes. They're just like, shouldn't you be writing? I'm like, yeah, I know. Here. Thanks. I do need a break. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I kind of eat and I, like, I, breathe. Yes. I just recently had posted about, um, you know, being bored in quarantine. And uh, I said, I, like, I got to find something to do. And then I made sure that I said, side note. <laughs> Don't right. stop telling me that I need to write <laughs> yeah. because I'm taking a mini break, okay? <laughs> yeah, because I know yeah. I know my readers; they would absolutely be like, "Well, if you're bored, you could, <laughs> you could always start way, writing that book." That's right. <laughs> yeah, I, I got a um, I got a DM, I got a DM from a reader just this a couple days ago, and she said. And at first I was like, oh, God, the way she started, I'm just like, oh, no. She said, the problem with your books are, and I go, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> she, said, she said, it takes you months to write them, but only hours for me to read them. <laughs> I know. And I'm like, oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Well. <laughs> oh, it's almost hostile. Yeah, I just almost think about, hostile. yeah, how long it takes me to agonize over this you know, storyline that I'm trying to make just perfect. Um, And, you know, again, you appreciate the love, but yeah, sometimes you're like, Mm -hmm. okay, but I got to breathe now. So um, sometimes the scene could take a week, a week to write Mm -hmm. and they read it Mm -hmm. in like a few minutes. And it's like, look, that took me like a week to write. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Well, the killer is is like, and the killer is always, um, okay. So I spent all day writing the scene and then I realized I only needed like 500 words out of it. So now I got to, you know, it's, it's like, what do I have to do with the rest of the story? 
Yes, and that also includes all the research that you'll sometimes do. You'll do all this mm-hmm. research for it to be like one sentence. <laughs> yeah, because you want to make it correct. You want to make it accurate. Yes, yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Whew. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot. I'm getting anxiety that- just thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, it's that rabbit hole of, you know, yes. I've, I've talked to a lot of authors about, you know, doing research and not going down the rabbit hole. And Camille DeMaio was on a couple of weeks ago talking about that because she wrote about the Hotel Emma here in San Antonio. And then, uh, but my favorite by far is Beverly Jenkins' comment because she talked about how she was, she was writing a story that set uh-huh. in um, like 1800s New Orleans and um, mm-hmm. it's nighttime. And she's like, I know there's going to be frog sounds. So she's trying to figure out what these frogs would sound like and then what frogs they would be and then she says three hours later she's still looking at frogs and finds out that there's a dude who had a frog circus that would travel all over uh, with these frogs and she said nobody's going to care about that you know it's so I said well what did you finally write she said and there were frogs sounds in the air (laughs) okay That yes. research, she says frog. Yes. <laughs> that matter. is so accurate. Oh my gosh. Yeah. There's this yeah. rabbit hole of information, and for one sentence that may not mm-hmm. even have nearly the amount of yeah. information that she's researched. Oh my gosh. That's right? hilarious. Oh yeah. It's it, and I think we all do it, whether we write, you know, contemporary or historical, or even you know, do sci-fi because. If you do mm-hmm. fantasy sci-fi, that world has to be consistent within itself. And so that's yes. like you have to make sure it all works. Um, yes. And so, yeah, I, but we do love our readers. They are truly yes. the fantastic. Um, yes, and, and the so you're writing often yeah. carry on. <laughs> Very much, yeah. It's, it's mm-hmm. hard to keep writing when nobody, only person that's reading it is maybe your mom. <laughs> um, <Exactly>. So, <laughs> well... And the funniest thing is my mom does read my books, and I, I have saucy parts in oh. them, which I appreciate that she reads them. Um, yeah. But my mother-in-law is not so much of a wanting to read a saucy read. And my very yeah. first book, she did read it. So when she called and said, so I read your book, and I'm like, why? <laughs> really? Yeah. And she's like, oh, okay. I said, well, I thought you just bought it to be supportive. I didn't think you were going to actually read the book. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, she I asked my parents not to. Like, please don't. Um, and I, I live with them. Um, like, they, they're, they're the reason why I can write full time. But I live with them. Yeah. And, um, and I said, you can read them when I'm gone. When I'm not here, okay. when I'm when either either when I'm traveling or moved to somewhere else, go ahead. But as of right now, yeah. while I'm sitting here, I don't want you to read. <laughs> I don't want you coming yeah. to my door constantly knocking like so. Uh... <laughs> no, no, because I, I I get it. I get pretty steamy, like I'm sure you notice. <laughs> I get pretty yes. steamy, and I just can't can't do that. <laughs> Quite delicious quite delicious. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Yes. So they're always fun. So you've got some other projects coming up this year, but I mean, is there anything that's, that you've wanted to write? Like you wrote your rock star romance, but is, I mean, is there, Mm -hmm. what's still on your to write list? Oh gosh. Um, I have the best friend. Yes. Uh (laughs) 
brother's best yeah, friend, fair. like you know, you know the older the older brother, and he's got mm-hmm. this hot best friend, and the younger, you know, like I I love that trope. Absolutely want to tackle that. Um, the oh, I want to do western, and okay. um, and then I have and historical western at that, um, which okay. is going to be okay. quite interesting. I also want to do historical World War II, um, mm-hmm. and I want to do, which I'm really, really scared of, um, but I want to give it a shot anyway. I want to do okay. uh, steampunk fantasy. Oh, okay. I, I love steam. I love steampunk, and I do love fantasy, and you know, like fairies and dragons and things sure. like that. And so I want to combine the two. Want to combine the two and do a steampunk fantasy novel. So um, yeah, I think I was, kind of, I was kind of in, yeah I was kind of inspired by the Amazon Prime show um, Carnival Row. Carnival Row. Yeah, that's what exactly yeah. what I was thinking about when you said that. Yeah, yeah, it inspired me, and I'm just like I want to write my own. And and then just steampunk yeah. in general is just so up my alley. I so love the whole um, vintage modern thing. Like, mm-hmm. like my my dream right. house is a converted warehouse with like exposed ducts, air ducts, and and brick walls and things like that. Like that's my dream place to live. And so, and so, like yeah. I just kind of love love that whole thing. And so I'm just like, I want to write a steampunk fantasy. So, but I'm scared. I'm scared because it's going to be a lot. That's okay. <laughs> it's going to be a lot to tackle. It is. But the beauty of it is, is, is the even just the adm- admitting that you want to write it, and then yeah. you yeah. will, you will write it. Yeah, I have no doubt. Yeah, and it'll be Thank fabulous. You. Yes. So <laughs> I will put it on my pre-order list. So okay. you okay. will need to make sure <laughs> okay. when you come back, sure. you can tell us all about it. Yes, yes. I want to hear. Absolutely. <laughs> so when do you anticipate your next? Um, your next book release, like in the next six months before Christmas? What do you think? Um, I, I'm definitely no hoping for before Christmas. <laughs> I'm definitely hoping okay. before Christmas for sure. Um, okay. November seems to be my month. It's, I think it's because, one, it's my birthday month, but oftentimes, like, it's really weird. I don't know if you have this, this same thing, but um, that I release or, or write um, during certain time frames in the year. Mm-hmm. Every year, mm-hmm. almost. It's like, I'm like, I often will release a book in February. I'll often okay. release a book in like May. And um, okay. and I often will like release, um, I mean, if it's not May, then sometimes June. And then a, a lot of the time I release in in November. And so it's just really okay. weird that it's like, the same time every, you know, every year. It's like, huh? Like, is that my zone? Is that my like, it's the only time be. I can write and release? Yeah. So, um, so I'm hoping around November, and it would be awesome if that would be sooner. But I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm trying right. to take a little bit of a break, but <laughs> right. And you got to breathe. Have you got to let that brain of, breathe. Yeah. Yes. But I have a lot of characters. Um, running through my head right now it's actually I've never experienced what I'm experiencing right now um yeah I like I have about um 
four stories that are on rotation that, you know, one hour I'm thinking about one and then, you know, a couple hours later I'm thinking about another and then the next day I'm thinking about the, the third and then the next day I'm thinking about the fourth. It's like a constant rotation and it's like I haven't figured out which one is going to come to like the forefront of my mind and which one's going to push forward and say, me, me. <laughs> I'm right. Not. Right. So, um, but well, next but time you do, that. yeah, yeah. Next time mm-hmm. you have your book out, or when you have your next book out, mm-hmm. please come back and talk to us. Absolutely, I'd love it. I had so much fun. I'm so glad. Well, this I was talking Ooh. to Twyla Turner. She has newest book is Rock the Curves. It is out now, and go pick it up. And you can find Twyla on her website, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Goodreads, and BookBub, and all those links are in the write up of the show. Thank you so much for coming, and this is Reader's Entertainment Radio with Patricia W. Fisher. This show brought to you by Circle of Seven Productions, www.cosproductions.com. Please be sure to subscribe, and welcome to our circle.